Blackjoy Music Argument. Talking about music. The good, the bad, and the other. Yeah, yeah. Old school and new school. You know how it goes. Yeah, bring in the melody. No, I genuinely didn't care what you were saying. <laughs> now we're recording. We can use this all for actual content. Too. Okay, that's great. I'm sorry. I'm, he I'm, he talked about skis for a while, guys. No. On this music podcast, I music cut podcast. all the content well, where he was talking about pronunciation of with, skis. Yeah, but it came out of a microphone conversation. So. Right. And I don't think people cared about the microphone conversation. I'm really leaning towards really don't care about but the skis. But I thought skis. we are really pushing if, uh, things if, you didn't even know you didn't want to know. If I am wrong... That's not this episode. <laughs> Wrong episode, man. Oh, God. I think he's two drinks in. He's not even ready to mock something. Uh, he's got to keep up for it. Here we are at work, too. Yeah, I know. That's true. Yeah. I don't think anyone cared about the Shure conversation. And I cannot imagine they cared about the ski conversation. But if I am wrong, please, hit us up on MySpace. We're, we will talk about, we'll the talk about the pronunciation of European of manufactured skis right. and American manufactured microphones. True. This is the thing. If if we hear from the people, then I will publicly apologize. And we will have a 15-minute episode. And we will have a 15-minute bonus episode <laughs> just about pronunciation of skis and microphones. Newman, Neumann, Schuer, Schuer. Oh, my God. There's so many things we could talk about here. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then don't even get me started on beer pronunciations. Mm. Mm-hmm. Beer. Beer. Or bear. Bear? What? Never mind. Is it... Bear flavored beer, or beer flavored bear. <laughs> what? Okay, you had something you had brought up at lunch. What, what, yeah. what was that? So, um, I think one of the things I wanted to talk about was, you know, thinking about how you you ingest music mm-hmm. as an adult. I think can a lot of times have have some influence based off of where you you ingested music as a child. And so, something I was thinking about that I brought up that I said we should not have a conversation about, but instead put some mics on and talk about it is, yeah. how did you ingest or how did you how did you find music or listen to music when you were a child so so i'll I'll start with me so in my house my family was pretty particular about what music we could or couldn't listen to and so it was pretty much anything from before 1972 ish fine afterwards not okay and honestly most late 60s stuff they didn't really care for so we had oldies radio which at that time would cover like 1950s and some 1960s Mm -hmm. and then, you know, if I wanted to listen to, you know, Scott Joplin, some Maple Leaf Rag, Glenn Miller, totally fine. Classical music, not a big deal. And then the only exception to that was we could also listen to musicals. And that was it. And that was really what they were good with until, I mean, I don't even know what age it was. And so for me, as I started wanting to listen to music, I would, um, well, when I was very little, we had a large sound system in the living room. Like everyone tended to have a large sound system in the living room. Yep. And it had the dial that you could turn mm-hmm. the radio station. And we had an LP, we had cassettes, it was mm-hmm. real cool. And so when when I was listening to music, you had the big headphone jacks. You could go in and actually plug in your headphones. Sure. And I would secretly go plug in headphones and turn that dial to find new music. And so for me, I was always kind of in search for something. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really something that was like allowed. It was always kind of that shun thing. And it's like when we moved, that that big radio, it went out in the garage. 
Oh, yeah. And so I connected it up out in the garage, and I had my sanctuary, my music sanctuary that I could go to. And at that point, I would make little mixtapes. And I had a you know a little cassette player. Sure. And I would make my mixtapes, and I would listen to the music that I recorded off the radio that that was how I started ingesting. And it would be everything from, like, I'm, I wish I still had some of those mixtapes because, like, one side I would know would be all 60s music. Yeah. It's so like if someone's like, hey, put some on. Not a problem. Throw it in there. And it would be, you know... Peter and Gordon, Beatles, things like that. On the other side, it would have, you know, more contemporary music or songs of the 80s and you know, at that time 90s um, that would kind of be hidden. And then you would take, if they had duplicate copies of things like Les Mis, sorry, Mom, sorry, Dad, um, I would <laughs> take those cassettes. I'd tape and I over would the tabs. Tape over the tabs and put mixtapes on them. And I would mark them so I knew which ones were which. Right. But they may not know. So I could have a whole stash of music that was just like... It, you know, you'd think that I'd be really good at like hiding drugs or something. It was never really my deal, but man, I could hide music like the best of them. See, I never had to hide any music, but I did have uh, kind of a, a difficulty acquiring if it wasn't on open air broadcast. So I remember pretty early on. I mean, you know, I'm of the age that you know, kind of the Walkman started coming. I don't don't get me wrong. I didn't get a Walkman because the Sony way that you say Walkman, which I understand is the right way to say it, makes you sound really old. Carry on. Sure. Sure. <laughs> That's how the conversation started that yeah. we didn't actually include in this episode. Carry on. So uh, we didn't. I didn't have like a Sony branded Walkman, which w- were very expensive at the time comparatively. Uh, but once they started getting uh, you know copied by GE and things, you know, we started out. I know for Christmas one year, I got an FM AM radio, uh, so I could listen to whatever radio stations. So what what age are you looking at for this right now? Because um, like, I didn't clear that. I said when I was a child, and for me that was like, I remember turning the dial with headphones on when I was like. Five, six, starting to try to. Okay, no, well, this would be more like 10. Well, and for me, like, it kind of, that was like the first, like, turning the dial to find, like, the the 80s station. Now, again, this Mm -hmm. is in the 90s. I'd find, like, the 70s, 80s stations that weren't the newest, but but just trying to get a perspective here. As we're talking about this, not trying to out for how old you are, but just kind of getting a perspective of where you're looking at. Well, I mean, you know, like that, that the headphone era is probably, you know, 10 ish. But uh, before that was, you know, listening to whatever dad wanted to listen to, which was typically the oldie station or or what was then classic rock, which is still pushing very early 70s. It hadn't, you know, crept up. So, you know, very early 70s to late 50s kind of radio station. And then I remember we had this briefcase full of cassettes that my dad had made and that would be uh my parents loved neil diamond the cat stevens things like that a lot of uh, like simon and garfunkel so we'd have a lot of like kind of that uh 60s 70s folk rock stuff that we would listen to and i i still enjoy uh neil diamond and uh cat stevens is problematic but i still like the songs but uh so you know that was the kind of stuff i got just from being around, but you know, I I had a AM/FM clock radio early on. I don't know what time, maybe seven when I got that for Christmas, and so I mean, I always dial whatever radio station I wanted. I never had a problem listening to rock music or anything like that. I mean, we weren't talking about like you know systems, but uh, you know, just a clock radio that I could listen to whatever was on the airwaves. I do remember one of my like kind of. And I mentioned it quite a bit, uh, I think, on the podcast already. But the Blues Brothers 
was a huge influence in my early listening. I remember probably when I was six, my dad had this single cassette, a player that you run off tapes, or sorry, run off batteries. And so I, I had, we had a briefcase full blues LP dubbed onto a, a cassette, and I was riding my bike around um, with that playing. So I wanted to listen to music while I was riding my bike up and down the street. And my dad got so mad because there's references to cocaine and suicide. And he wasn't so worried that I listened to that music, but that people down the street th knew that I was listening to the music. Mm -hmm. So, and it's funny because I, I thought of this earlier and I didn't mention it because I wanted to, my son was actually singing one of those songs because we listened to the Briefcase Full of Blues album at my, at my home and my kids love it. Mm -hmm. And my son was singing, Flip flop and fly don't care if i die flip flop fly. And my wife came in and said what are you letting our kids listen to i said that's blues brothers and she's like oh oh i'm sorry oh totally cool then not a problem yeah yeah i don't know i think it's kind of it's it's interesting especially when um wearing the parent hat we're both of us we, we both have kids and talking about how you let your children interact with music and there's times when there is a point where you realize they are at least picking up on the words. Yeah. And then there's a difference when they understand. Right. And um, I guess I will share a, a story that I really like. So I try to find, when when my kids were little, I tried to make sure that they could listen. They, they, I, I really genuinely believe every child has a type of music that they respond to the best. Mm -hmm. And you will find that if a kid is really fussy, you can find that music that yeah. will always calm them down. And so my, um, my oldest son, his was, um, he had been fussing and he had just been like, you know, just kind of grumbling a little bit. And I was holding when he was very little and I was simultaneously reading an article on Forbes mm -hmm. about the most successful hip hop artists or something like that. And, um, as I'm just like flipping through, um, something came on by Mac Miller and I really wasn't that familiar with Mac Miller. And so I pulled up some Mac Miller and started playing it and he just immediately calmed down. Oh yeah. And so we were like, okay, this is not quite the direction I thought it was going to be, but oh, okay. All right. Mm -hmm. We'll do that. And so we bought clean copies of the albums and we were going on, on road trips and we wanted him to like, you know, just relax. We would turn on Mac Miller's Blue Slide Park, and he would just immediately relax. And one of the songs, the, the, the go-to song, was uh, Missed Calls. And it, it's definitely one of those that um, even the clean version has the word <laughs> douchebag in it. And so, like, now that he's older, you know, we, we'll play it, but we don't necessarily go. I don't necessarily put it on his phone for him. But it, it, it's definitely one of those that when, like, my in-laws found out, they were like, I don't really know if there's a problem using Okay, well, first off, it's really just beats at this point for them. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, you know, not even a year old. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I, I found that music. The, my other son, um, his music was Dead Mouse. So we've always had where the kids haven't ever been in line <laughs> with the music that they, mo that they most respond to. But I really, really try to keep my kids listening to a whole span of music. Yeah. Um, and the this kind of leads up to... Knowing my oldest son was into uh, more modern hip hop from a very young age, he responded to it. Um, his favorite band is now the Beastie Boys. Sure. And secondary, um, well, I won't go into secondary. Anyways, one, one of the songs that he really enjoyed was I played um, "It's Tricky," and honestly, and I didn't. This was a few years ago, <laughs> and "It's Tricky" by Run DMC. And as I played it, I kind of thought, you know, like, okay, this isn't the most appropriate thing. But at, again, he's not listening to the lyrics. He's not singing along. He's just, you know, enjoying it. And I was wrong. Yes, and you were. <laughs> the way is he got he got done, and what I realized was he knew all the lyrics to the song. 
he just couldn't say them fast enough right. with them. And so like I he got we finished playing the song and he goes, Ten, I have some questions about that song. It's just a song about them saving people. And these are the times when I dodged the question, like a politician. <laughs> because I was terrified at which lyrics he was gonna ask me about. And he was like, So they went to the house and they bust her out. Was she trapped? So they helped her? They were like superheroes. And I very, very conveniently went, well, what do you think? I think that's what it's about. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's just stop there. Like, we're good. Because I knew the next line was going to be about her being sleazy. And I didn't really want to <laughs> go into that one. <laughs> so Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I've tried to play different music from, you know, from uh, various classical music, uh, the folk stuff, uh, rock. And I think right around three both my kids, uh, they're two years apart, so it didn't happen at the same time, but right when they each were three, it really, they really kind of seemed to gel on what their music is. And I was re- driving Ted to, to daycare once for some reason by himself, and I was in my wife's uh, pickup at the time, and so the country station was on because my wife likes country, it's not my bag. So we had gotten in the truck, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna change the station. And my son said, no, I, I kind of like mom's music. I'm like, okay, we can listen to mom's music. That's fine. So that's when you disowned your child? Yeah, that's when I Got it. That's when I signed up, no, up for Clown. No, it makes sense. You know, the problem is I already paid for Clown College. And then uh, the Barnum & Bailey uh, Greatest Show on Earth disbanded before he was age. So I'm out that $300. But anyway, the uh, – but <laughs> uh, John Denver's Thank God I'm a Country Boy came on, and it played – and at the end, he was like, what is that music? And I was like, well, that was John Denver's Thank God I'm a Country Boy. He's like, you knew of that? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's a classic. I call it a folk song, but I guess it's on this country station. And he's like, that's my favorite song. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Same thing happened a couple years later, and I'm driving my uh, daughter to daycare again for, I forget why we were alone in the car, and I, and I was just like, I knew she liked kind of like ACDC from some movies, uh, from like Planes, Fire, and Rescue. They they play Thunderstruck, and uh, she really loved that. So I was like... Yeah, first off, shout out to the people making uh, movies these days that put pretty solid music in yeah. the soundtrack. But. So... We're, I was like, hey, Rose, you like some heavy sounds. I'm going to drop a little Nirvana on you. And so we listened to Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I looked back, and I, she looked very mad or determined. And I said, Rose, what's what, how, what, did you like that song? Yeah. Yeah, made me made me feel tough. And I was just like, wow, so this is... So when uh, is she going to rob her first liquor store? I, I just want to try to put a guess in now. I don't know. I mean, her favorite game is playing Ninja, which really isn't a game so much as punching me as in the stomach as hard as she can. So She's practicing carjacking. That's <laughs> nice. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. You know what? I like what you're doing with your family, man. That's she hasn't gone goal. for the wallet yet, but we'll, yeah. we'll teach her. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But no, they've they both kind of my my daughter really seems to like the kind of like the heavy metal guitar sounds and some of the you know alternative uh, lyrics of the '90s. But uh, and Ted, you know, kind of gone off to the uh, country and folk. I mean, he's still like honestly, it's like uh, Blues Brothers is what they they both come back to. They both love jumping around, 
We've got a couple Blues Brothers LPs that we play in the Sun Porch, and they just yeah. My kids both like the song "Jump Around" too. Us pain, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it's kind of interesting how this conversation went from us talking about how we ingested music as children, to ending up I, talking I, about our children yeah. and how they're ingesting. Music. I blame the fact that we're parents and everything revolves around our children. So although we don't really, ta- I don't think we talk about our kids too much on the podcast. We'll work on that. No. I guess that leaves it up to you guys. Should we talk more or less about our children? <laughs> actually, more importantly, if you'd be willing to share some information about how you ingested music when you were a kid, and how do you think that actually changed how you view music now and how you find it? Do you let the music come to you? Do you go searching? Do you let Apple go ahead and curate for you, or Spotify, or Google? Do you trust the Pandora gods that may be? Or do you hunt tirelessly through the buckets and buckets of LPs at your local record shop? Finding something. The good ones are always so scratched up. No, those are the best ones. Those ones you play in the car. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Anyways, let us know. Hit us up on social media. We'd love to hear your story. Uh, In the meantime, uh, this has been Karsten. I'm Barry. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, baby it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside.